show that bridges the gap between faith and business. Welcome to Bottom Line Faith. On today's show, Tom Searcy and Kara Jane Moore of Hunt Big Sales. That we really came to understand how much we had grabbed the wheel from Jesus. We had truly said, I mean, my mind, look at how great we're doing. And you know what? We'll throw in a prayer every one of our meetings. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. And please go ahead and continue to bless us. And God, you're kind of an extracurricular activity in today's syllabus. Hello, everyone. This is Ray Hilbert. I am your host here at Bottom Line Faith, and we'd like to welcome you back to another episode of the program where we love to bridge the gap between faith and business. The Lord has allowed us to travel the country north to south, east to west, and uh, interview some of the most amazing Christ followers in the marketplace. And our desire here at Bottom Line Faith, this conversation is designed to encourage you as a follower of Christ in the marketplace to take that next step to become who and what God is calling you to be as a leader in the marketplace. I am your host, Ray Hilbert, and I am really excited. We are in the Truth at Work conference room. We've got a room full of Christ-following business leaders today here at a Truth at Work roundtable. Folks, could you all help me in welcoming our listeners here at Bottom Line Faith on the count of three? One, two, three. Awesome. Awesome. There you got it. So now they've got all that energy dispensed. And so we are here with uh, Tom Searcy and Kara Jane Moore, and their company is called Hunt Big Sales. And hang on, because today what we're going to do is we're going to hear an amazing story. And we're going to talk about, you know, it's always fun and it's always powerful to hear stories when somebody's been through something and we know the outcome when we can hear and celebrate how God brought them through a situation and uh, there was miraculous results. But what happens when you're in the middle? What happens when you're in the middle of the storm, when you're in the middle of uncertainty and you don't know the outcome? That's what we're going to learn today from Tom and Kara Jane. So Tom, Kara Jane, welcome to Bottom Line Faith. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're going to have some fun here. And so um, i tell you what, would one of you mind sharing just a little bit of the framework of your company, Hunt Big Sales, who you are and what you do? Who's going to do that for us? Uh, I'll do that. All right. Uh, Hunt Big Sales uh, was started over a dozen years ago, and core business values were to help small companies to land very large accounts when they were competing against much larger companies for transformational businesses. It's a, we wanted to help Davies be more effective at uh, landing business when they're competing against Goliaths. Now, that's a very interesting statement, the Davies versus Goliaths. Tell, tell us just a little bit more about that, Tom. What, what do you mean when you say that? Our fundamental realization over time and over the course of my business background was that there was an increasing amount of pressure for buyers, large companies out there, to work with other large companies. And it started to push out those smaller companies that they could not compete or didn't know how to compete. And so those kinds of disadvantageous, those kinds of circumstances required new processes and new systems to have transformational growth by landing those larger accounts and having business background that shows that that works again and again. All right. So, Kara Jane, are we talking, uh, is this sales training? Is this culture development? What is it that you all really focus on helping these smaller companies to compete with the larger ones? What's yeah, it look that, like? That's a good question because I think many people get confused when they think about sales, landing larger deals. They think about training. They think about culture. Uh, it's a little bit of all of that, but really the core element 
essence of what Hunt Big Sales is, is about developing a sales strategy and process that is replicable and scalable so that the organization can hunt as an organization for larger transformational opportunities against larger competitors and compete head-to-head. Okay, so that's the concept, David and Glass. We hear a lot of competition of like going up against the Walmarts of the world and how that's really put pressure on the small business owner or against Amazon. Is that what we're talking about here, that kind of approach to help the smaller business compete against the really big dogs? It is. In business-to-business opportunities especially, uh, not so much business-to-consumer, but business-to-business opportunities. And, you know, if you're competing against uh, any one of the big uh, provider uh, providers out there, whether it's manufacturing or IT services or uh, any one of the kind of large distribution groups and you're trying to compete against those, yeah. they've got those big names and there's a lot of safety uh, for buyers out there instead of looking at a smaller company and saying, wait a minute, you know, these there's innovation, there's ideas, there's commitment inside of that smaller company. But you know what? I'm going to go with the bigger company because, because that's the, that's the whole answer. Yeah. 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 And so Kara Jane, the name Hunt Big Sales, that, that's interesting for a I know that's a book, right, Tom, that you authored? Uh, I authored a book called Whale Hunting. Right, uh, right. Uh, so my partner and I separated uh, over a dozen years ago, and, and so we started Hunt Big Sales because it was a very specific, and when people say, well, what do you do? Well, hunt big sales, simple. And so, Kara Jane, um, what's that analogy based on, hunt big sales? Well, it, it's actually, you know, obviously a takeoff under the whale hunting idea, but that the idea that what we're trying to help organizations do is grow very rapidly through big sales or transformational accounts, as we call them. Those kind of closing of accounts that would double the size of a business, perhaps, right? Double the size of the business. Opportunities that are 10 to 20 times the size of an average deal, 3 yeah. to 5% of your annual revenue, uh, maybe of a division or a, a department. But yeah, very transformational. It's not just more widgets. Yeah. Right. If you're in manufacturing, it's about something that is more complex and more transformational to you as an organization, as well as to your client that you would be serving. Yeah. I'd only add one thing to what Kara Jane just said, and that is, is that uh, backgrounds for both of us have sales, but a strong amount of operational approach. Yeah. You know, the idea of hitting a bluebird that, that shows up is not a process or replicable system. You have to have a system for sustained growth. So our operational background was, okay, let's build a system so that a company changes culture yeah. and changes the ways in which they do things, which we think is very important to add to um, the idea of just training, you know, better closes and better responses yeah. and et cetera. That's not going to land a large account. And in the book, Tom, you talk about what happens in, in olden times of, of hunting the whale is it involved an entire community. That's right. Well, there were some on the team that went out and actually killed, but then it had to be dragged back and the process with that to be dragged back into the community. And then those who had to clean it and prepare, you know, for food and all the other byproducts that came. So that's what we're talking about here is really community transformation in in a business mindset, right? And so you guys have a different kind of community because there's something special about the relationship between the two of you. That's a different kind of community. Kara Jane, would you comment about this special relationship? Sure. So Tom is my brother and our relationship 
you know, as brother and sister is close. But the difference to that is the fact that uh, we are considered Irish triplets. We had a, a third brother, Tim, and the three of us worked in the business together. But as Irish triplets, I'm just 11 months younger than Tom. So we all grew up together uh, in many of the same experiences, but oftentimes different. But in the same world where not many people have that opportunity to have that close of a relationship and kind of be uh, the other part of somebody's brain. Yeah, and like each other. And, and like, <laughs> and each, like other. each other, and, for and, sure. And, and part of community, a big part of community is shared experiences. And so yes. I've often, I know both of you personally, obviously, and I've often said I would love to have been around your family table at Thanksgiving, you know, just some of the conversations. Oh. <laughs> but you've had some pretty powerful shared experience, even over the last couple of years. Tom, I'd like to ask if you would share a little bit about your health journey. And then Kara Jane, I'd like you to share in a moment a little bit about the other challenge that's occurred from a health standpoint of your family. Tom, tell us a little bit about what you've been through over the last couple of years. Well, if you look at it in third person, uh, a young, attractive 50-year-old man for no particular reason has a heart attack on a plane. Then he lands, and we'll just use me as the example, and he has to get worked on and comes back and he's at somewhat a fraction of where he was. I also have epilepsy that was diagnosed, had all my life. It's a genetic issue, but uh, it accelerated till when I was 30 and it dramatically accelerated in my very, very late forties. And now is uh, put me in a position of being disabled because of the manner in which it represents itself. And so that took me out of the business on a day-to-day -day basis, I had a couple of brain surgeries and the medicines themselves cause kidney stones and uh, you throw in uh, a heart attack and this has all happened in the last three to four years. Yeah. And Care Jane has had to, in addition to those things, deal with another issue in the Irish triplets. And I'll let her talk about that. Yeah. And so, and I'll get to that in just a moment, but I just, for our listeners, I want you to just imagine for a moment that your world has just got turned upside down. And, you know, you've been out and you've been building your business. And in this case, Tom, you're, you were speaking all over the country, all over the globe, frankly, That's with right. corporate keynotes and trainings and seminars and writing books and so forth and, and speaking at other CEO mastermind groups. And then literally comes to a point where because of a health challenge, your ability to do that comes to an end. And technically and legally, you're on full disability. Is that correct? That, that's right. Yeah. And then you go into really an experimental process. You've been to the Cleveland Clinic. Cleveland Clinic uh, and the medicine there, the two brain surgeries occurred there. And there's, there's a, a box in my head. It's like a, a pacemaker um, uh, for my brain. And there are a thousand jokes that I've had about that. But yes, yeah. you know, that's, that's all real. It's happened in the last, you know several years um, that all that's occurred. Yeah. So you can imagine part of the dynamic of the story that we're looking at today is just imagine that's your scenario and your physical ability to produce, your physical ability to build and grow your business has been removed. So just sink in on that dynamic for a moment. And then there are other dynamics because there's three, as we've learned, the Irish triplets here that are building this business together. And Kara Jane, there was another development that has brought a great challenge to the family. Talk about that. Sure. So when Tom talks about his challenge and then having to step out after his heart attack and that, that set of health issues, we were, as a business, 
on a huge upswing in the business. The business had been built on uh, Tom's name, Tom Searcy, in the in the marketplace and Hunt Big Sales, and we had built the brand around that. And Tom had to step down. Tom's identical twin brother and our third of the Irish triplets, Tim Searcy, uh, had been a consultant with us for years and stepped back in. And because they're identical twins, was able to very nicely step into that role to kind of carry us as far as he did speaking and he also did consulting, but it was a starting to shift the business as a whole. Within a less than a year of him stepping into that business, Tim got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. So we continued and he continued working and he wanted to continue working. Through this process, Tom was having his brain surgeries and Tim was um, going through chemo. And Tim lost that fight in March and went to heaven. So, uh, so that's the third part of this business and our um, triplets. So we've lost one in the last eight months. And Tom is um, a huge presence, but is not able to be a huge presence in the business anymore. I know we, we had talked about this wasn't going to be an easy conversation to, to share, but thank you. Um, this is how we uh, grow and so we encourage the body of Christ is by sharing our journey and our story together. And Kara Jane, that, that brought upon you the, the health challenges that Tom had, bringing in Tim, Tim, um, you know, going home to be with Jesus a few months ago. That put certain pressures on you. That put certain um, a burden on your shoulders. Could you share with us what that journey's been like for you? Yeah, you know, um, it's one of those things that when you're, you experience it, it's different than when people say it to you, I think is what I would say. As an experience, I just stepped up and did what needed to get done, right? Um, we had uh, a portfolio of customers that we loved that were counting on us for the transformations in their business. And they had hired us to complete those transformations. So it it was one of those situations that the Lord um, put me here 10 years ago so that I could be next to Tom for 10 years, understanding how he ran the business, understanding how Tim ran the business, bringing all of my own to it. So he had equipped me to be able to step in and do that. I stepped in um, and took over that role recognizing that over time it was going to be unsustainable as one person where there were three trying to do the exact same thing. Yeah. So here you are now really, truly carrying the burden for the company, carrying the family burden. You've got a brother whom uh, you love dearly, who is unable to, you know, on an ongoing basis, basis contribute into the business. And that's, so that's a lot of burden to, to bear. And um, you're sitting in a room this morning with fellow Truth at Work members. And something we've never really talked a whole lot about on Bottom Line Faith is what happens in a Truth at Work roundtable. But uh, I'm just curious, how has this community been of help to you? How has this incredible group of brothers and sisters been on this journey with you? What has that meant for you as one who's really carried a lot of the burden for the last year plus? Well, I think that the Truth at Work Roundtable, the, the team, the people here I've met, you know, in our 
monthly groups and then in our subgroups, and we've also had a Tiger team. And so the support has been amazing. The ideas, the listening, the recommendations, the prayers, the care. I've been uh, felt all of it. I have felt lifted up through all of it. I've felt encouraged by all of it. And I've also been convicted and inspired by all of those conversations. And convicted maybe uh, a very accurate word, um, but, <laughs> but a valid word and very yeah. helpful. Yeah. And I, I won't go beyond, you know, where we really need to for this conversation, but I think it would be fair to say that one of the things that God has worked on with you is your ability to open up and share just like today. Yes. When, when you first joined your truth at work group, that wasn't something that came as easy or as natural for you and just the courage and integrity that you're showing even today, sharing the story, not only in this room, but you know, this is going to go out to thousands of people to hear this story. Why would you come do this today? I, I know I asked you, don't get me wrong, I asked you, <laughs> but why would you, why are you guys here today? What do you hope our listeners can, and we're going to tell a little bit more about the transition now, what God is doing now, but w why did you come to agree to be part of the program today? Can I jump in first? Sure. <laughs> can I stop you? <laughs> Always. Uh, for me, I would say that, um, through this process and through the journey and, and even in my devotionals this morning, God promises that he is going to bring you closer to him. And even in the sun-scorched desert, he is caring for you. Amen. And it, he will bring a wellspring from you. And why I'm here today is because I feel at times like I am in a sun-scorched desert, okay? And that is how it's felt for a period of time. But at the same time, I clearly feel that the Lord has brought me significantly closer to him. And my relationship with him is so much stronger than it was three years ago when Tom's health concern first started. My walk with him is stronger. My path with him is stronger. And the peace I have about me and where the business is going is pure. Thank you. Tom, how about for you? You know, we're here because in the middle of all that's going on in uh, our business, we have had the opportunity for God to step in in ways that people may initially, and I think lots of us uh, say, you know, uh, th that wasn't in my prayers, uh, and possibly I should rewrite them. And the fact, of course, is God that has you all the way through all of it. And um, it's, when we it's when we stray and we just got lost because we were fearful. We were not obedient to what it is that God had put on our hearts. And it was like, oh, okay, uh, but we're going to forget about that. And as you and I talked about it a little bit earlier on, it's like the Old Testament all over again. You wonder why you have to read it, except that you watch again and again as God's people wander away from his commandments and his desires and then have to be brought back again. I'd really like to say that that doesn't happen in businesses. Well, it happened in ours. So we're here because we're hurting, we're, we've been taken back, and yet we're, uh, when we talk a little bit about our story, we're fired up because we feel that pull back to what it is that God charged us to do. And we don't know how he's going to put that to use. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, um, we've taken out the first person singular pronoun of I, me, mine, and my, because we've done all that I, me, my, and mine can do. This is now that obedience and that, you know, dependence is just, you're like, 
you know, I mean, you know, people talk about repenting. Well, you repent, but how many, I mean, you have to say again and again, I know I blew it. I'm sorry. You're right. I, duh. Maybe I wasn't clear enough. So actually that's great because I want to talk for a a couple of moments now about kind of where God has you now. Uh, And you just mentioned, Tom, that maybe we got off the path a little bit. Maybe we, we got, we were heading down a direction that God wasn't calling us. Kara Jane, what when you heard Tom say that, you know, what does that mean? What what comes to mind for you? How how might you have, you know, gotten off the path? Well, there's lots of ways, I suppose, but the first thing that comes to mind is as Tom said, the the core structure or foundational belief is the Davy versus Goliath model. And that's where we started and that's where our passion was and that's where a lot of the growth of the business came from. As we grew, our Davies continued to get larger. <laughs> I think okay? I know where this is going. And, and the accounts that were calling us to come help them and, and make transformational change to them were becoming much larger. And so it became less about the Davies beating the Goliaths. And it became more about the consulting and the money and the growth. Yeah, the, yeah I mean, uh, the money. I mean, the bigger companies want to write bigger checks to go ahead and land bigger sales. And so you just get sucked in. I know where you're going to go with this. It's pretty easy. You're like, oh, gosh, well, geez, Tom, don't you know how to spell Satan? Uh, I mean, but, we, you know, we got distracted. We were pulled away, and it's so attractive. It really was so attractive. And pretty soon, we've got this big, fat pipeline of these big companies who want to write big checks and, you know, to us to go do this. And it wasn't our... It wasn't our true mission to do that. We want to have Davies go beat Goliaths. We didn't want to have Goliath squash Davies. Yeah. So I suspect that many of us in this room can identify with that, and I suspect many of our listeners can as well. And so you both recently attended the Truth at Work conference, and our theme this year for the conference was transformation. Did anything special happen that day for either or both of you? You're both smiling, so I'm, what Such are we going to hear? Such a softball question. I'm unbelievable. <laughs> um, do you want to start? Go ahead. You, okay. So we go there and we're expecting it's going to be the standard, I mean, a very good conference, but, a, you know, kind of a standard motivational conference. And we hear these messages that are clear to us. And we're sitting in the meeting or in the conference getting emails or phone calls on the breaks where we had a million two of opportunity in our pipeline between two very large deals and we're a very, very small company that would have more than doubled up with more lead on stuff and they both just bang, fall apart. During the conference? uh, No, they're at a distance. So we're getting phone calls and emails on the breaks. They go ahead and say, hey, guess what? Um, We're not going to go forward. Uh, I know we were all the way along. I know the contract was there. I know we promised that uh, we were going to do this and et cetera. And you won't be able to, I know that none of this has happened to anybody else. It's just us. All right. So maybe we shouldn't tell this story because you won't understand. Uh, that was big sarcasm if you don't get that off the radio. Um, but anyway, so, you know, the fact is, is that uh, it fell apart. And the weird thing was, Kara Jane can talk about this. We were in that meeting so relieved. And Kara Jane can talk about that and why. Yeah, because when we go back to what was our core mission and the deals and the opportunities that we were pitching, they were deals and opportunities that 
as we were pitching them, neither one of us knew how we were going to deliver them. We didn't have the capability. We didn't have the capacity. It was about utilizing more of Tom than what he is physically capable of delivering. It was about the money. It was all about the money. And we couldn't have delivered it. And so it took us a minute because, of course, it was a shot and it hurt. But it was probably the first time we both got too grateful in minutes, minutes about that because it solved a series of problems, um, created another series of problems, but it solved a series of problems um, that we had not figured out. And it was clearly God's hand. It was clearly God's hand. And not just that. I mean, it's the oddest thing because we talk to people and we say, well, we just dropped a million two out of our business plan and pipeline uh, all in one day. And they look at us going, what are you going to do? And our answer is, we have no idea. And so, you know, you have to get rid of that I, me, my, and mine. And we share it together as, uh, as uh, being partners and uh, brother and sister. But as, and it was maybe one of those moments, and I think it was because of the conference that we were at, it was because of the people we were surrounded by and the messages that were being delivered, that we really came to understand how much we had grabbed the wheel from Jesus. We had truly said, I mean, my and mine, look at how great we're doing. And you know what? We'll throw in a prayer every one of our meetings. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. And please go ahead and continue to bless us. And not, I mean, you throw, you know, you're kind of like, you know, you, you know, God, you're kind of an extracurricular activity in today's syllabus. Instead of really being immediately, you know, reliant and immediately obedient. I mean, just a, a vision had come clearly from God in January before Tim had passed. All right. And that vision was to help 10,000 companies transform for the growth of their company to reach out and to be uh, examples and carry forward God's mission for the kingdom. That was our January statement of who we wanted to be. And then here we are, and right before the conference, and our answer is, you know, we're going to get to that after we're rich. And God's like, you know, I liked you a lot better in January um, because you were with me and now you're not with me. So here's the thing. Um, you're going to come back to me and I'm going to help you by taking everything, truly everything away from you. So Kara Jane, you, you both have shared, you know, the journey, uh, the challenges you've been through. Is this a scary place? Is this is an exciting place? What's it like to get up in the morning? Because as I, as I opened up the conversation today, what's it like to be in the middle when you don't know how it's going to turn out? It's very scary. It, it's extremely scary. You wake up in the morning and your pipeline is decimated. You know, your cash flow is and top line from this year is half of what it was the year before. You look at the financials and the business itself, and it is very scary. It, it, for most people, it would probably be petrifying. But at the same time, God had created a vision and established a vision for where he wanted to take the business. And now that that vision is a shared vision between Tom and I, I have to set aside the fear of what it looks like today and step out in the faith of the excitement of the vision that has been provided to us. So yes, it's very, very scary. 
but at the same time, there's a peace there and there is an excitement there for where God wants to take us. To add on, and with all transparency, we still needed and we gave each other a day to grieve. And we, gr- we had to grieve over death to self and death to what's going on and to allow ourselves to be open. I, you know, we didn't just snap our fingers and, and say, you know, we did thank God for this opportunity and th- thank God for that. But you, you have, to, you have to, to, to move out. You know, the other stuff's got to go for you to go ahead and fully accept and be honest about it. Because if you're scared or you're terrified in a situation, you can't just run around going, I'm not scared, I'm not terrified. Because it doesn't work, you know, to to say that with your lips and not believe it in your heart. So we took, we just say, we're going to take the next day, we're going to grieve, or we're going to take this day and next day, we're going to grieve over that. And that will allow us to set it aside. And we can move forward. And as Kara Jane says, we're scared or we're terrified, but we get up, truly, we get up, I mean, excited. I mean, we have no idea how God's going to show up. You know what? That's okay. You know, God doesn't give you gifts. And you think about the story of the diary, right? You were given what you are given to steward. And then, so it's not a gift you receive, because the idea of a gift is someone gave you something that is now yours. Yours to keep. Yours to keep, and it's not. God gives you an investment. He gave you skills, abilities, relationships, all sorts of stuff, uh, all sorts of the things that are his to um, have invested in you. And I think sometimes people believe that they get gifts. I know we do. We used to believe or think about those things as gifts, right? Instead of understanding our job was stewardship of what had been invested in us. And that's where the 10,000 came from, you know, you can't go from, you know, 10 to 10,000 on, on our own with the idea that we were given something. We have to steward to get to it. Yeah. As you were sh- sharing, this verse came to mind out of Habakkuk 2.2. 2. It says, the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. That's verse two. Now listen to verse three. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and it will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. It is important for us as business people that when God gives us that vision and you had it, and maybe it got off track. Okay, fair enough. But when he's given us that vision, we need to write it down. We need to put it on a tablet. We need to go back and look at it over and over again and trust that in his time, it's going to come to pass. And we can't get caught up in the circumstances and the sidetracks and those things. And so, Kara Jane, I'll ask this question for, for you first and then, Tom, with you. What advice or encouragement would you have for someone who's listening to this conversation today? What advice or encouragement would you have for that business leader who may feel like they've lost their way, who may feel like, man, I'm in the middle of this thing and I have no idea, God, how you're going to show up? What would you say? So first and foremost, I think it's important to recognize that you have no idea what the next piece is going to be. I think oftentimes as business leaders, our job is to solve. So we immediately go to solve mode instead of I don't know mode because I don't know is very uncomfortable. So first recognize you don't know. And then the second piece, uh, even though that's scary, 
I started journaling. That was what was helpful for me, is to step in and lean in to God and lean into the trust. When he takes everything, there is nothing left but him. And so we're at, there's nothing left but him. And so that's how we got pulled closer or I got pulled closer because I don't have anything else. Yeah. And so lean into God. And I know everybody says that, but I will tell you, you it, the word of stepping out in, in, in faith and trust is truly step out because it's not about you anymore. And that's that I, me, my, mine. It was about me. It was about what could I do? How could I save the business? How could I make it work? And it, it needs to be about, and it is now about what is God doing? Yeah. Tom, same question to you. I'm couple things I would say about that. One is an idea that came to me, which is, is the, the mirror doesn't lie to you. You lie to the mirror. God doesn't lie to you. When he's showing up in front of you with your mission and your vision and what you should be doing, you lie to God by saying, look, I'm, I'm really close or I'm kind of nearby or, you know, I'm going to come back. I just, you know, as soon as we get this, this, that or the other thing done, then I'm going to I'm going to really focus on what it is that you want to, you know, that you told me you wanted me to do as that leader out that there. The truth part of it is so important. Second issue is is that you have to realize that uh, your grasp will exceed your reach. Um, if you really really think about it, uh, you're the person who's on the floor on your back. You're not going to go ahead and dunk it on the. Some, you're going to have to be. It's not even just even close to you. You are so far away without God in you know there to make that happen. And most of us are like, oh, I'm almost there, and then. And that is the part where you have to do, uh, you have to do some real reflection on obedience, right? And, and, you know, people talk about surrender. I, talk, I just think about dependence and obedience. Uh, that requires surrender. So those are the things that I would say uh, as, a, as a business person, hard to do. As a Christ follower in business, um, do strategic planning. Here's our goals for the next year. We're going to operationally work that out. That's all. This is what we're going to, I, me, my, mine, or we, all this still in first person. You know, when's the part that says, okay, where's God going to play out in the business section? Well, I got a strategic plan. And every day we're going to say, um, God, help us get our strategic plan. We've made a plan. It'd be great if you could help out with that. But, you know, honestly, um, I'll just talk to you on Sunday. <laughs> Thank you both for your courage and your just authenticity. It takes a lot of courage to say, I don't know. It really does. You get paid to do what you do by knowing answers for your clients. And so that's the kind of the irony of the kingdom, right? And when we turn it upside down and learn to walk by faith, it's, it's, it looks totally different than what the world would say. And I would be remiss if I didn't say this. You all are really good at what you do. And so you do help companies grow. You've got a long-standing history. God's just crafting an amazing story here, and you're in the middle. So if I'm listening to the program, you've given me great encouragement today, and I'm curious, what is it that these folks do? How could they help me grow my business? Because you all really are good at what you do, at helping these Davids take on the Goliaths. How can we find out? How can we find you on the web? What would be the next step if I want to follow up? And maybe even just hear more of your story. What, what, how can I learn more? 
So you can obviously find us on the web at humpbigsales.com or feel free to email me, Kara Jane at huntbigsales.com and that's C-A-R-A-J-A-N-E at huntbigsales.com. Tom, you, you could do Tom at huntbigsales.com, which is a lot easier to yeah. remember than Kara Jane. And I will, I will forward on any contact. Uh, that's Tom, T-O-M, at huntbigsales.com. Well, listen, I want to thank you, both of you, so much for sharing your story today. Kara Jane, Tom, thank you for being our guests here at Bottom Line Faith today. Thank you. Thanks, Ray. You bet. So... So, folks, we trust and pray that you've been encouraged by our conversation today. And again, if just one of you, as you're listening to this program, you've been inspired, you've been encouraged, maybe you're in tears, maybe you're on your knees right now, maybe that's exactly where God would have you. And that's why we do this program. So uh, thank you so much. If you're not a regular subscriber, we would love it if you would go to bottomlinefaith.org and you could subscribe there. You can subscribe on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all your normal podcast platforms. The best thing, we get asked a lot, what can you do to really help the program here at at, uh, Bottom Line Faith? The best thing you can do is share it with your family and friends. We are seeing great growth with this program across the country. So we are so honored you would join us here at Bottom Line Faith. So until next time, I am your host, Ray Hilbert, encouraging you to faithfully serve the Lord each and every day in the marketplace. God bless. We'll see you next time. Bottom Line Faith is brought to you by Truth at Work. If you'd like to hear about new episodes or listen to past episodes, visit us online at bottomlinefaith.org. You can also subscribe to the show through Google Play and iTunes. 